podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Kyogo 2, Hibs 1, the League Cup final, Angie's first trophy at Celtic. Uh, this is Tino from the Celtic Exchange coming to you with the final whistle show live from a, a well-known Irish bar on the south side but with some questionable music in the background. Listen, it's showbiz guys, I can't do anything about it. I'm joined here by James. James, talk me through your afternoon at Hamden. The afternoon's one thing, the poor control of the jukebox in Sharky City is another. Uh, it was just, it's a tough day and it, didn't really get started until Hibs scored, but Ange has validation on his methods and Ange has a trophy in the Celtic trophy room. That's all it counts. Yeah. James Ange talks about controlling the controllables, but we cannot control the tunes. So hopefully during the duration of this, I don't know, 15-20 minute recording, some better tunes will kick in, but it remains to be seen. So listen, brilliant day at Hamden, but let's take it back to the start. We'll talk about the lineup. So the two key talking points, of course, was the fact that Kyogo started the game uh, along with Mikey Johnson. Um, Ralston dropping out, so that, that was obviously a bit of a disappointment given his midweek heroics, but overall, what did you feel? Was it a real boost to see Kyogo starting? Oh, hugely. And I think it's a huge boost to the team as well. You see, you've got that guy as the outball. Um, I think a bad would have been okay in there and stuff, but the fact that you get a chance of getting Kyogo in there, and he's there, and he's done his job. He's there and he's always there, James, to quote, to quote the Celtic term. Um, the guy's such a match winner, and obviously we're going to get into it, but he just changes games, doesn't he? He's just got so much about him. And I think there's a lift in terms of you know what Kyogo does, but I also think the guys around him must have had a real boost. There's various quotes doing around some hands just now, basically saying wild horses wouldn't have stopped Kyogo playing today, and it just it shows what it means to him to play for Celtic and how much it means to him to, to play in a cup final like today. Of course, it does, and not to break the kind of like the sheer positivity of it all, but Kyogo's maybe his own worst enemy on that because if you ask Kyogo with like two broken legs and he plays that, yep, I can definitely play. Yeah, and he was he was kind of holding up a wee bit in the kind of 60th minute or thereabouts 60th minute yeah I put a tweet out last night and I said I had a wee feeling that Kyogo was going to start and also I thought that Mikey Johnson would feature somewhere I had a guy reply to me and it was made a bit of fun a fella Frankie on Twitter but he basically replied to my tweet saying no chance mate listen you've got it all wrong he's not even trained he's not even featured absolutely no chance and I had a wee reply back to Frankie alone but listen Frankie like everyone else with a Celtic mind was just so delighted to see Kyogo start. So, getting into the game itself, James, obviously, uh, you know, cup finals, jeez, I'm going to come out with the cliche early that form goes out the window, but it was one of those ones where it was just a wee bit, you know, back and forth. Celtic generally controlled it, but what was your take on the, the opening exchanges in the first half in general? Celtic on top, but very, you know, nothing penetrative at all, you know, all possession, nothing clinical, just really quite... Quite disappointing really for a cup final. You were looking to see Celtic come out of the blocks and really start that, especially with that boost of Kyogo being there. And I didn't see it. Um, I thought it was all nice stuff. But I mean tell me how many clinical things you saw in the first half in terms of chances. Yeah, not a great deal, and just that can be the way things go in a cup final. Listen, Hibs for all their poor league form, they'll have had a, a lift for the very fact they're going to a cup final when they've obviously tried to express themselves and you know 
that can lead to a wee bit of kind of you know itchy peachy over the piece. So yeah, you know they were there. They were not going to just roll over and let their, their bellies be tickled. And I think they made it fairly competitive while Celtic were in the ascendancy. So listen, the, 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 the real the real talking point or the first talking point was that. David Turnbull's obviously had to go off around about the 27th minute mark. Um, Beaton's come in to replace him. We don't need any other injuries just now. Did you see what happened? Because uh, it's too far away for me. No, it just seemed to be something that was coming on him, maybe. You know, just like overplaying, overtraining, overstretching, whatever it was. And uh, not to be overly cynical, but if I was going to have an injury for someone, it'd be Turnbull. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go for that. Yeah, I think he needs a rest. Uh, I, I think that's good. Listen, I hope it's nothing serious. Apparently, it was quite a heavy challenge. And, I'm not saying I wish injury. I must say, I'm just saying it'd be nice for my breast. Yeah. So listen, here at the Celtic Exchange, we like to give you detailed and, and uh, you know up to date, real insight and a, you know all the talking points of the match. So Juranovic, Juranovic got booked in 35 uh, minutes. Doyle Hayes in 36 and Desmond in 43. Any idea what happened in any of them? Because I don't. No. No. Okay. Man, I have to ask you a question for the listeners at home. Have you been drinking? <laughs> I've had one and a half Magnus fellas and fellesses, but yeah, it was a it was a, a rough and tumble cup final and it was hard to gauge. But now listen, it was quite fast, quite furious, and as you said, no real no real incidents of note in the first half, you know, kinda eachy peach. I think Starfield with a couple of half chances and different things, but nothing's really come of it. Come with the second half though, and obviously. I think he was my man of the match the first half. Yeah, he had a really exceptional game. So listen, second half, this is where it's all come into Came into play. So Hibs have opened the score in the 54th minute. Can you talk us through it, Paul Hanlon? From my point of view, I think he just showed more desire. I think he's you know got up and over Starfield and showed a bit more he got on the end of it. I've not I've not seen it back since, and it's hard to say from the stands. But I, it was questionable if it was over the line. I've heard I've heard no questions from anyone else, so I'm assuming it was over the line. And it was he just had more desire. Yeah. I thought Starfield was sloppy. I know I know Hart's been called out for it. I think that's maybe a bit harsh. Yeah. So, Starfield the one not quite got it, but it's desire and Talon's there, and it's just it's the first time we've put under real, real pressure, and they've, they've picked us off there. So yeah, I think there's definitely a an issue with Celtic in terms of defending set pieces, and they've you know from a Hibs point of view taken care of it very well. But sometimes in football, I've said this before, sometimes in football teams just score a goal against you, and it's fine. But it's not fine, but. It's just what happens in football, that's that's how things go and they put a decent ball into the box. Harlan's not a, a small guy, Harlan's quite powerful, quite yeah. big. He's managed to get up and up and over Starfield. Powerful downward header. I think Juranovic was on the line, could maybe have tried to clear it, but it's come at him so fast and I don't think there's anything Joe Hart can do about it. And Absolutely not. That's just the way it's gone. So yeah, so Hibs opened the scoring, quite rightfully, you know, the, the Hibs end go daft. And within about honestly seconds. 30, 30 seconds Aye. max. Yeah. Kyogo's done his thing and it genuinely was this isn't Magners inspired but it was genuinely quite kind of foggy and hard to see but what was your take on uh, Furuhashi's equaliser? But it was that fast so it just kind of came like well, was, do you know what see, see when they were celebrating their goal the first thing I remember was Kyogo on the centre half the centre circle going one, one like let's get going calling Celtic back and he said one and it's, he wasn't taking the the kickoff. He was just like, right, come on, let's move. Yeah. And then he was gone. The ball was to him, and it it wasn't an easy one. He took it with such a curve in the goalie. It was it was a beautiful goal. Yeah. I've not seen it back, but it just looked wonderful. Yeah. So I've seen it back now a couple of times. I think it was McGregor that clipped it in him, and it's just such a brilliant first touch. It wasn't too dissimilar to his touch against Fe- Ferenc Faros yeah. when uh, when Jota played it through him. He just he's taken an exceptional first touch. 
uh, and he's just tucked in the, the near side of the goalkeeper. We'll get to his second goal just in a minute, but somebody said Kyogo took, th took three exceptional touches today. His first touch and his second touch for the first goal, and clearly his first touch for the, the winner. Talk me through the, the winner, James. Just It was brilliant, wasn't it? I, am I getting dramatic here? Everyone's saying Larson-esque, and listen, it's easy to get carried away, and you've obviously had one and a half Magnus, I've had one and a half Magnus. It's one of those days, We've but... We've all had one and a half Magnus. It was such a good finish, wasn't it? Hey, so thank you, thank you. Trying not to say last night, way back early in the season, you saw like, Hugo's movement. And I, I maintain, let's keep a pause on that and stuff. But it's the first time I've seen a guy since Larson who has that level of awareness. It's like, I don't need to see, I don't need to turn, I don't need to look. I know where you are, I know where the goal is, I know where that ball is, and off you pop. Yeah. It was beautiful. I think we're quoted from a, a game or two ago talking about the goals don't move. Right. Oh, the right, goals do not right. move and yeah. Kyogo knows that I think it was Roger showed a wee bit of creativity just to, to get on the free kick quickly clipped it into Kyogo's path he had half an eye on the goalie coming out he knew the goalie had exposed himself and he just lifted it and it just it just kissed the back of the net it was brilliant just, just blew the stadium apart wonderful yeah. absolutely exceptional and at that point you know the stadium you know the roof's off the place and, and Celtic are buzzing and actually you know I know Hibs came back at us I know there was a kind of penalty shout towards the end I know they hit the post but actually by and large Celtic pretty much controlled the game from then on in so I've clocked for Ahashi's goal at 72 minutes and I think at that point the trophy was going nowhere but back to Celtic Park 100% and if you look at the balance of the game I think it was a decent cup final I think not a lot happened until I have scored and then Celtic got on top and then Celtic won the game so if you had been a, an honest football fan, not a Celtic fan or a Hibs fan, and looking at it neutrally, you would say, yeah, there wasn't a lot in it, but I think Celtic deserved to win it. Yeah, I think so. Um, around about the 75th minute, Tony Ralston's uh, made his appearance. He's come on for a Greg Taylor, they've shuffled the pack, so let me get my head around this. So Ralston's come in, I think Juranovic has gone out to the, the right-hand side. side. Sorry, Juranovic, sorry, he's come to the left-hand side. Ralston on the right-hand side, they've shuffled the pack, and listen, there's nobody that deserves a cup final more this season than Tony Ralston and I think it's so important that a guy like him is rewarded and got to play his part today. And I think he did as well, you know, there wasn't much for him to do but he did a kind of decent amount of tidying up and just, 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 being, a, just being a Tony Ralston, just, just doing his bit. So yeah, and, and I'm not into sentimentality or romanticism, if you're, if you're not to play a part then I'm, I'm not really too interested in that and I don't think Andrew would be too interested in that. But he had a part to play. Just yeah. a nice staring off, see the game out, and he did that. Yeah. Aside from his midweek heroics, Tony Ralston has absolutely earned his part in a cup final victory for Celtic, and it's great to see. Two other guys have come in towards the end of the game. So Liam Scales has come on for Mikey Johnson, 83rd minute. And Owen Moffat, great to see him come off the bench again. What a moment for a young guy like him, by the way. You know, absolutely. I seen, I think it was a to get the name, but I think it was his cousin who was tweeting during the week about how proud the family were to see him come in against uh, Ross County, and he's followed that up with a, a cup final appearance. He's played about 10 minutes, and he's actually done pretty well. He's run the clock and, and played his part there today. He doesn't seem like a, a young, immature, don't know what I'm doing kind of guy. He looks like quite a, kind of, not a season, but he looks like he knows what he's doing when he comes on. He knows what his job is, he knows what the, the, the job to do is at that point when he comes on, and it's not just about, you know, time waste running down the clock is about running at guys and taking guys into spaces where you know, they, they, they can't take the ball off them. Yeah, I, I think there's, some, there's definitely something to, to look for in Moffat. Yeah, absolutely. So as I say, they've come on in the 83rd minute and, and ultimately they've run down the clock and 
not too much uh, overtime here uh, or at hand in this afternoon and listen Celtic have very rightfully uh, won the, the League Cup and it was such a moment listen beyond any action on the park it's such a moment for this I would say this new Celtic team you've got Callum McGregor the skipper the celebrations were exceptional and I thought the you'll never walk alone walk alone was really quite oh, powerful today passionate man I've known you for some time I'm not a man for baubles and trophies and when when the final whistle goes I'm usually done and away I, I don't wait for like uh, all that nonsense I would rather get to Sharks before the ACDC track you're, you're, so, you're so cold James it's just who I am honestly I, I really don't I don't like that it's, it's just not part of my kind of Celtic bit but today there was no way I was moving out of that stadium for Ange to all the kind of sledging and slating and sniping he's had and he's just standing there with a trophy in his hand yeah. well what now? There was a real moment there. There's, there's all this chat. There's a few tweets that are getting dug out about and you'll be done by Christmas. Halloween. He, he's your Pedro Cachina, etc., etc. Far from it. And actually, you know, without being too dramatic, there's a real feeling at this moment in time that this could be the start of something special. The League Cup's obviously the the first trophy that Ange could win. He's won it, and he's won it in some style. The way that you know the team have been playing in general. And I actually think this is the the start of something that could really kick on this this new and young Celtic team. Absolutely, and they are a young team as well. And just even that, like chat we had on uh, Friday about where he was talking about don't sign players or sign people. That 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 for me just really cemented who he is as a man and what he's building at Celtic. You know, just like the character. And Cal McGregor was saying there's some amazing human beings around this place. Like beautiful you know, human beings. Not 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 really coining a you know Brendan Rodgers just saying. There's some amazing people around here, and we're building something really, really special. Mm-hmm. And this is like, you know, first chance we had to win a trophy. We did win it, and there's so much more to come. Yeah, and I think McGregor, given the experience he's had at Celtic so far, and the experiences he's had under Scott Brown, these kind of guys aren't satisfied with just one trophy, and, and that'll do. Is they see that as a stepping stone. And, and at Celtic, you, you can never rest on your laurels. You just need keep winning and kicking on and kicking on and I think that looks like exactly what Celtic are going to do there was a brilliant moment <clears throat> I've only seen it in the playback now but there's a brilliant moment on the final whistle where Kyogo leaps into Angie's arms <laughs> and somebody says it's like you know it's like a father hugging his kid at Christmas and all these kind of things and do you know it's, it's obviously just two guys but those two guys have moved their, their lives halfway across the world from the same part of the world yep and everyone just has bought into this you know what these two guys are doing the two of them have made, have made such a contribution and absolutely what a, what a guy he's been so far for Celtic and listen you can talk about Jota how impressive he is Ralston what a season he's had McGregor but Kyogo is the man and he's the talisman for the Celtic team and I actually think just those two guys hugging it kind of sums up everything that's gone to you know gone gone, gone so far uh, for this season and it's connection isn't it it's connection and that's what's team spirit and when you, you see Hans talking in press conferences and stuff and he's talking about, you know, how quickly he's built this unit and how quickly connected they are together. And it's like we knew how desperate it was last year and to go from that to this in such a short space of time and a guy like Kyogo being such a big part of it. I mean you say about the hug, but I mean I've never seen Kyogo give a bad hug. He's such a <laughs> hugger, isn't he? He is the bestest hugger this side of Japan. <laughs> What a guy. Um, yeah, and, and uh, you know, 
there was clear delight and as I mentioned before you know this isn't the biggest trophy these guys who won their career you know it's obviously the lesser of the, the two national trophies and obviously it sits outside of the league here in Scotland but it's so important just from a we, we talked about it before a validation point of view and has been criticised you know playing out for the back and, and the way he plays and the way he builds up and he won't change his ways for anybody but listen Ange's doing Ange things and he's winning trophies and surely he'll be validated by that today yeah validation for us and for Celtic and for the team and for the squad and for the club no care for anyone external who might try and snipe it and stuff like that and say it's only a league cup cups are cups you've played plenty of football yourself you've managed plenty of football yourself cups are cups you always want to win cup tournaments you're in and he's been put one in front of him he's been plenty of opposition in front of him as well and he's put him away and he's taken the cup home yeah absolutely and I think you know Angie's quite understated at times he's obviously you know he speaks very well and he's just he's quite inspiring obviously when he speaks but he'll have a, a real kind of just a bit of satisfaction tonight. I don't know what he's doing tonight like he's, he's very welcome here in Sharkies the tunes have picked up a bit since the start of this recording um, but I'm sure he's sitting wherever he is tonight just kind of nodding away thinking yeah you know check that one off step one complete and we can move on to the next and on that very note so we've spoken about the um you know the challenges of December and January. So Celtic had or have nine fixtures in uh, December, and obviously that one in the second of January. We're now six for six, James. We had a laugh. We talked about Sinky's uh, hopes and dreams for a clean sweep. Uh, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago in the weekly show. We're now six wins out of six, which is really impressive. So that includes a Real Betis game, four league games, and now a League Cup uh, final. We've got four games to go, if you want to kind of round up to the ten, so four league games to go, three in December, and the big one on the 2nd of January. Is there any reason why this Ange team, brimming with confidence, can't take care of this ne these next four games? Today was big, obviously, but I think Wednesday was bigger in terms of that momentum. Just pull, pulling out of that, you know, you're, you're dropping points here, and just pulling it out, and Ralph and getting you the win. And then pushing that into a cup final, and you know, you're behind there, and then you came back to equalise, and then you went up and you won that trophy. The momentum, momentum again. So, what, 3 in December, 1 in January, no chance we're not going to get Quincy. No really? Chance. You no think we're we'll winning the next four? No chance. <laughs> that is definitely a couple of Magnus talking. Um, we're going to touch on it very briefly. We've obviously got a, you know, Andrew will be saying to the guys, enjoy tonight and all that kind of stuff. But we've got another game on the horizon very soon. Covid pending, of course, but we've got St Mirren to take care of on Wednesday. How do you think the guys will, will be getting at that? Obviously, we've got a concern over David Turnbull injury-wise. We've probably got a slight concern over Kugo, if should be told. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously yeah, going yeah, down, but where do you think the heads will be getting into that one? I think they're starting to get into the understanding of what an Ange team is. So Kugo goes out and Abada comes in. It's going to be a bit like that. And if Turnbull goes out, then someone's coming in it's a system it's not about you it's not about me it's about the system and who can we get the guys to play that and in terms of the mentality of the guys around the system it can't be anything but absolute top 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 yeah read various kind of quotes in the lead up to the, the cup final there from guys like Joe Hart from Callum McGregor as a captain and various others and they've all spoken about the, the spirit in this team it doesn't matter if you're a starter or if you're a guy that's coming in from the cold everyone knows their part in this team and there is a real unity a, a real spirit and and actually a real culture I'm in, I'm about the dressing room and that's really really impressive given that Ange came in around about six months ago and you know we spoke at length about the various challenges he, he faced losing guys like Edward, Ayer, you know Christie and having to bring in a whole new team 10 first team players 12 depending on you know 
who you class as first team players. But in addition to that, to, to galvanise the team and to, to instil a winning mentality, that's no mean feat, is it? No, I, it's definitely no mean feat, but I think there's a big part of the fact that there's, there's, there's real talent we lost, but real talent that we had to lose. I'd, I say I include Edward in that, I definitely can include Jam in that. I think I'd just come in, come in and say, what, what an absolute talent, but you're not my, you're not my character, yeah. you're not my self-belief, you're not my cohesive teammate. So, to move a lot of that out, and to bring a lot of players in, that, and I think some of them were naturally Angie's kind of guys, I think some he wouldn't have known, and he's made them Angie's kind of guys. Yeah, in such a short space of time, you saw them at the end of the game today. I mean, that's real team spirit, real cohesion, and long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. You were lucky enough to speak to Ange on Friday as part of the, the pre-match build-up, so you were uh, part of the press conference along with the, the mainstream media. Saturday morning, just starstruck. <laughs> um, but you asked Ange a question, and as he always does, he answered at length and gave a really detailed answer, but one of the real takeaways, one of the real quotes was, you asked him about the kind of guys that he signs and they need to buy into his mentality and he said listen I don't sign players I sign people and that kind of just well, sums him up doesn't it you know it tells you all you need to know about Ange and the kind of guys that buy into his uh, methods and his systems and I think that apply. I mean look at Kyogo just his attitude and yeah you know he's an extremely talented footballer but there's more to it than that isn't there there's more to it just than being a good footballer for Ange you need to be so much more you need to buy into the system and you need to have that you know, that, that belief and that attitude that, that really resonates with him and it's just a whole new Celtic team right now we're witnessing it's an exciting thing It's a culture it's a culture that Andrew's building and it, anyone who's ever you know, built a company built a team built a culture built, built a company built a people you know, it, you know you can, it, if you're giving them a mission and taking them with you then guys like Kyogo buy into early some guys don't buy into it at all, but everyone you add to that piece of culture, it's a self-aggrandizing prophecy, you know, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, the more people that join the kind of snowball, you know, it's just, and it's getting that way. Yeah. We've got to wrap us up. Here. Yeah, the tunes have taken a turn for the series, whilst James, so what we'll do is we'll start to wrap things up. So listen, an amazing day at Hamden today, it really was, and it was, it was great to be a part of that. So listen, as we're starting to wrap things up, so Angie's first trophy... Kyogo's first trophy it'll be known as the Kyogo final if, if not the very old final um, and there's just there's so many exciting things for Celtic and their fans to look forward to now so any final comments as we start to wrap this one up and uh, get those beers in I'm just I mean I've drank in Sharkies for many many years I've never heard uh, any uh, rave tunes so fair play to Sharkies for their uh, diversity <laughs> exactly that so listen as I mentioned at the very top of the show Kyogo 2 Hibs now. Angie's first trophy Celtic manager I have no doubt at all it's the first of many so listen thanks to myself thanks from myself thanks to James and thanks as always to you guys for listening I hope you've had an amazing day at Hamden if you were there amazing day at home if not and we'll speak to you again very soon all the best Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. 
At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network.